The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week, and I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing great, man. It is nice to be back here. It's been like almost 10 days since we actually recorded anything. We had quite a stretch because we had uh, the wedding stuff last weekend, and so we had like 10 solid days of not recording, and we're back. Yeah, and Ryan, so listeners want to know, did it happen? The wedding? Yep. You're you're married, right? Yes, yes. Yes, all right. Give, give yourself some applause. Give yourself some applause. All right, there we go. There it is. My best friend in the world is married. He is moving on with his life. He has decided I am no not needed anymore. Oh. So uh, there's that. No, congratulations, man. It was a lot of fun. We uh it was a tiring ordeal all those days. Yeah. It, uh, it your, was quite an adventure. Your bachelor party. That's interesting. I usually don't see you consume alcohol that much, so that was fun. Um <sighs> Rehearsal dinner that was uh, also uh, very nice, and the rehearsal, everything, and actually, hello, we actually saw Civil War after that. We did. We, we saw the up Friday, seeing Captain America yeah, Civil War, the eleven o'clock showing. We got it like at two o'clock in the morning. Man, oh man, that was uh, then rough. The next day, <laughs> yeah, the night before the wedding, that was super responsible of us. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, your actual wedding, and you know, we were all snazzed up in our tuxes, you know. Sort of looking like uh, parking lot attendants and uh, waiters. You said I looked like the pit boss at a casino. You did with my uh, bow tie and vest and everything. Yeah, because all I had all the groomsmen in, you know, red was like a big co- theme color for the wedding, and so all the groomsmen had red vests with a black tuxedo coat over. And when it looked, when you put it all together, it looks nice. But when you take the coat off and it's just the red vest, you look like a maitre d or a waiter or a valet. Yeah. Um, or a Vegas pit boss because yeah. you know because you're a big guy and you got the beard and everything so like yeah you look like a pit boss yeah um, it it was a lot of fun and I gotta say I'm a little disappointed because me Evan Elisa Josh your cousin Brian we were uh, we were the groomsmen mm-hmm. we were the A team really yeah and uh, you know we had a nice little fun thing when we sat down after we were all up there and the ceremony began and we sat down. And in our chairs, we had a whole nice little thing, which I guess you didn't notice, and no one else did, because for some reason they weren't looking at us, which it was, it was kind of annoying. It was, it was not cool. We all took each other's hand. We sort of like went up together and like sort of bowed back into our seats. It was a fun little you thing. You did that? We did that. You and, did that? And no one noticed. That's delightful. I'm so sorry I missed that. I had my back to you because, you know, I was looking at my wife. No, well, she wasn't your wife then. <laughs> she was about to be my fiance and, and the reverend. Who was wearing a uh, graduation gown for some reason, but that's just weird in its own way. Well, that guy had uh, th- th- we we could go into probably a, a few minutes on that guy. <laughs> Man, that guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, your 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 wife, lovely wife, and uh, her thoughts and feelings on him. Okay, <laughs> it's funny as I was um as I was looking at her uh-huh. in the wedding, we're standing up there at the altar, and I'm, I'm gazing in her eye. And and, and here's the thing about <laughs> the weird thing about getting married is you don't know where to look. 
are you supposed to just look at your wife the whole time? Cause I feel like it's, you get this weird staring contest going yeah. and, but like, are you supposed to look at the reverend? Do you got to like throw a couple glances at, at your groomsmen? Like what's up guys? You know, we're doing this. Do you uh-huh. got to look at the audience? Like I, don't, I didn't know where to put my eyes and I'm kind right. of a, I'm kind of weird about eye contact as it is. So that just made it even harder for me. Well, no, people don't know this. You actually do this show facing away from me. I do. You're in a corner. It's so weird. Why are you looking? Don't look at me. Okay, yeah, man. Yeah. God, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, but but when I did catch glances uh-huh. at my wife, who looked lovely, beautiful, absolutely um, beautiful. Yeah. Um, she had like you know she would smile and look around, but she would grimace a lot. Like she looked she looked sad and <laughs> and like I'm already thinking the worst. Like oh God, is she gonna is she gonna bolt? I mean, is she yeah. gonna freak? Is she freaking out? Is is is, is, is there gonna be like a is, is there gonna be like a Julia Roberts yeah. Richard Gere situation? Like, it, what's going the, on? Because I, uh, the view was I was basically seeing your back. I was yeah. seeing her face the whole time, and yeah, I've, I'm like, okay, I kind of know what's going on. I know why she's pissed, but I'm, I'm, my my mind's thinking the people in the audience are they going like, oh my god, is she gonna run? Well, that's the thing. I didn't know. Oh. I, I mean, I had I felt pretty solid that she wanted to be there, but like. I mean, when you're up there, you're super nervous. The adrenaline's pumping. All I'm thinking is, oh, God, she's going to bolt. So and you it, did notice that. It wasn't. <laughs> and of course, I was I was 14 inches yeah. from her. Um, I didn't real. It wasn't until the wedding was over and we were in like the little room that they put you in for like five seconds while <laughs> the crowd gets ready to like blow bubbles and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of asked her, like, are you OK? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that. <laughs> That freaking pastor went on for an hour, and my feet were killing me. And he was improvising and adding some stuff that I know you guys didn't want in there. Yeah, he threw some extra biblical passages. And he, yeah, and he kept he kept uh, he kept advertising the church. Oh, yeah. That well, we had our own theories about why he's he's trying to get some new people in the audience. Yeah. Maybe he wants to grab them. Uh, you know, like he, I see a couple extra over. sheep in here to add to the yeah. flock. But I, I I find that funny. You like, you two waiting in the room, like, hey, so um really happy we did this uh did you want to do this <laughs> exactly that, I, I had to sort of find a a gentle way to basically ask that question because yeah, like, i was worried like so how you doing, you doing wife good? right kind wife of? question mark because nothing's been signed actually <laughs> technically no. no she was just happy but the 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 priest or priest pastor the yeah, pastor yeah, ran pastor. long and and part of the reason was you know, he was just droning, but the other part of the reason was he was doing it in two languages. He was doing it in English and in Mandarin, so yeah. it became twice as long as it otherwise would have been. But other than that, it was a delightful wedding. Uh, everybody I loved and cared about, it was they were all there, yes. family, friends. Um, the reception was terrific. You gave a fantastic toast. Thank you very much. And like yeah, a thank you, like a fantastic, dutiful co-host. You yeah. plugged the podcast during the wedding toast. I plugged the hell out of it. You and did. Got some laughs. But I gotta say though, everyone that gave toast talked about our show. You, they did. So I I'm expecting like Uber jumps in numbers. And so here's the thing. Yeah. I want you to analyze the numbers see what's going on and see if fr- family and friends everyone at that friggin wedding did they subscribe all right and if they didn't they don't get a thank you note and you're they're out of your lives <laughs> if they got you uh, if they gave you a one thousand dollar check Ooh. but they didn't subscribe to the show i don't care cut them off the thousand dollars can we keep the money <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, you can keep the money. No, all right, that's fair. But I mean, like that's oh ooh whatever. That's oh by the way, I yeah I I, I did you lo- like my gift? I did. I my, did. Uh, I, yeah, I I it is. Am I am I a bad person? I literally made a joke 
You did. Your you made red a, you made a break the business podcast reference in the red envelope that you gave us. That's how much I love you, buddy. Because and the, the explanation was okay. Be careful because in you know Chinese, certain numbers sound like some really bad things. Like one of them sounds like what's the number four sounds like death. Yeah. So it's like oh my god, that's horrible. So you can't put that in a, but in like a check. Eights and sixes are really good. Mm-hmm. So I figured, well, I'm not going to give you six hundred and sixty-six dollars because no. <laughs> And I'm not going to cut you a check for 66 or even six. So like, you know what? I'll just be cool with it. $86 and 66 cents. Just so you could make a metal Dave reference. Just so in there and not even sure if you'd get it or not, but just so I could have in there, it's $86 and 66 cents. 666. Unfortunately, I don't have the metal Dave sound effect. That's cool. That's, that's cool. (laughs) But um, I, I just, yeah, I thought like, well, I want to, I'm literally, I'm making it about me and your wedding present. <laughs> I made a joke in there. Yeah, no, but yeah, the toast was was cool. I really liked that. That was it was, was nerve wracking. I don't. I, I'm fine this this way, but being with people looking at me, it's just kind of like. Uh. Okay, one more detail about your toast. Uh huh. You closed it. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you did this. You closed it with a quote from Star Trek. Yeah. Well, it was nice. <laughs> it was no, no. It was very sweet, and and it made me smile. Uh, you want know, to you want to throw the quote well, out? Well, no. Well, no, no. That's that was for you. Oh, that I was ca- from Wrath of Khan. Okay, I kind of need you to because it says. Oh, okay, uh, fine. All right. What, what, okay, how does it go? It's you know, it was. Um, I have been and always shall be your friend. Right. You, you made the yeah. Wrath of Khan, and it made me smile because I knew. Yeah. Oh, that's a Star Trek joke. We mm-hmm. love Star Trek. That's that's making me happy. I don't think anybody else oh, in the no. wedding got what you were doing. I I was thinking okay, maybe would Evan and Elisa get it because you know they're they're nerdy too. But no no that was that was for you doing Wrath of Khan. That was delightful. Even though Spock says that and then dies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> See th- that would have been if I had gone full bore if all of a sudden I dropped the mic and just like collapsed and then everyone's like oh my god and then I, get, I I go like did everyone get that? Did everyone get it? Did you get it? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but no, that's a lot of fun, and also like you know, spending time with their family and everything, and me- meeting my massive fan club. Everyone loved, by the way. Yeah, I think the main takeaway from the wedding, right? The main takeaway from your wedding, from my wedding, yeah. People love me. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. You know, like the family members and friends that I have who listen to the podcast were so excited to meet you. That, yeah, I, I mean your, your your nieces and everything. They were great. Um, you know, your brothers, sister-in-law, everyone, friends, even your, the table of your kids from the class you teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My students were there. That was cool. They liked me too. They were super excited. Yeah. Now it's a little weird because they're like 18 year olds that probably don't know anything or 17 year olds, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of, like, but you know, yeah, Matt, it was really cool. It really made me feel good. So oh. if you want to get married again next year, you know, let, let's just make this a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, if we can get if we can get presents every time, we'll get married every year because presents were nice. Oh no, I saw you on uh, the, the next day. By the way, because also think I was really helping out. You did. No, I was you doing a lot up. of work. You stepped up like before okay. the wedding, after the wedding. Like you were there for the I family. I was there. You were nowhere. No, I was. I was scarce. You were. Ju- I don't know what you were doing beforehand and afterwards. Oh, oh Ryan's gone. What a big surprise, <laughs> Mister Unreliable, bro. <laughs> Leaving it to his old buddy Dave to do everything along with his great sister-in-law and everything. Your sister-in-law, my sister-in-law. Uh, you know, Jen and everything, and Laura and all that. You know, uh, yeah, they'll do it. Whatever, man. I'm just gonna go here. You're in jet ski. That is what I do. Yeah, because you're a Mr. Jet Ski. 
Ryan is wearing a shirt right now that says, I'm Mr. Chitsky. So we can talk we can talk more personal life stuff because there was a lot of great stuff about that wedding. But Oh, you actually uh, want to get down to business. Yeah, we should probably do a little you wanna, bit of show Ryan, talk. You want to get back to breaking the business. Oh, there you go. And if you want to uh get into this podcast more and Oh, yeah, uh, our plugs, it. where people can find us. That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Follow my handsome friend Dave at MetalDave85. And you can like us, uh, like Break the Business on Facebook. Just search Break the Business on Facebook, and there we are. Email us. Show questions. You got you got questions you want us to answer, whether it's music industry related or just, you know, you want David to say funny things in one of his funny voices. Yep. Or you want to ask Ryan about his jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever wrote. I think I've wrote a jet ski once in my I life. I just, you know, I'm making you like Mr. Jet Ski now um, because that just seems like a weird thing. You can get in touch with us by emailing us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com yep. and tell a friend about us. Um, that's the best way to kind of move the ship forward or... Um, if you're going to a wedding and you're giving a toast, why not plug the podcast in a toast? Oh yeah! Oh my God! That's what if that's the new thing? Everyone plugs break the business in a toast, even if it's like it's, no one has any clue. Like what the hell are they talking about? It's like what? What is this? What's a podcast? Anyway, do that. But just you know why? Because we got good stuff. We got great back episodes, but like also this episode today. We got coming up, Ryan, Mary Jennings. Yes, we do. One um, of our favorite. She was a very early interview. She's amazing. You guys had a past relationship back in New York. Not relationship. Friendship. Whoa, man. Sorry. I, 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 <laughs> man. I, 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 I meant relationship in terms of friendship. You make yeah, it yeah. sound so sordid. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, this is the music industry, Ryan. It's just, it's, it's, everyone knows. But, uh, <laughs> it's, Forget it, right? No, she's the music business. She, no, she is somebody who I admire uh, quite greatly. She's yeah. a f- tremendous artist. And I told this story the first time we had her on, which I think was episode two, yeah. about how I was this you know lost law student, lost in the big New York City, didn't really know what I was doing in the world, just randomly walking through Greenwich Village. And I heard this beautiful voice singing from this you know little bar in the West Village. And I came upon this artist, and she was amazing. And... Um, when I offered at the end of the show, like she was selling her CDs and I offered to you know buy one of her CDs cause she, it was wonderful. She gave it to me for free and just, just because she was a nice person and it was like the first nice thing anybody had done for me in the city. And we've kept in touch ever since we've had her on the show. I've interviewed her for the book. She's so smart. Yeah. And she gives such great advice. I'm she, really excited to have her on in the next segment. And she cares too. She that's, really does. That's the, that's the thing. But I just, maybe, uh, just for future reference, maybe don't share that story with your wife. I was walking on the street. And I heard this beautiful voice, the voice of an angel, call to me. <laughs> and then we've been friends ever since. It's like, oh, how do you feel about me? You're, you're, you're nice right too. too. Yeah. You know, I mean, not the voice of an angel. You look but, okay you know. in a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she's great. We're going to have her on in the next segment. I'm so excited to talk to her. We always love talking to her because oh, yeah. it's, it, like, it's just like three pals talking. I mean, I, yeah, she's, exactly. she's just super easy to talk to and super fun. So that's coming up in the next segment. But first... Um, we got a little bit of entertainment law stuff to discuss, and whenever we discuss oh, legal news, yes. we got to play your favorite clip yes, from yes, Judge yes, yes, Dredd. Yes, yes. Here we go. Why did you judge me? You killed innocent people. The means to an end. You started a massacre. I caused the revolution. You betrayed the law. Law. <laughs> See, law. It seems like a funny way to bring up law news, but now, that's what actually, we do. Quick little digression. Uh, I almost wish now you and I had done that during my toast and not said anything. Damn it. We got to Oh, God. You want to bring everybody back? We'll do it again. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Tell them that the ink ran under the license. I don't know. So we got some entertainment law stuff to discuss. We're going to talk about copyright registration this week. All right. Yeah, I know. Super excited. I can already feel you jumping up and down. 
But this is an important topic, and when you make music, you want to register it, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, musicians often ask us, Dave, uh, do I need to register the copyrights in the music I create? And I would answer that question the same way I would answer whether one is required to wash their hands in the restaurant bathroom if they're not an employee. Like, <laughs> technically, no. But yeah, you really should. It's like, yeah, the science like, well, it says employees must wash hands. I mean, hands. it's pretty clear on employees. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being paid by this restaurant, <laughs> so I'm good, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Let, now, let me get my hands on that burger. No, it, it is amazing in, in talking about this, how many people really just don't know about this or don't seem to get it. And it's not an imperative, but go ahead and read, tell us what the oh, story is. Certainly. Um, and, the, and the reason why I was prompted to talk about copyright registration is that one of my favorite music industry blogs, um, and one that I always recommend for indie artists to read, is Aaron M. Jacobson's Ask a Music Lawyer column on the Sonic Bids blog. We've had Aaron yeah. on a couple times. She's terrific. Yeah. And yeah, Sonic Bids, you usually always are. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm always ripping off their stuff. So why don't you marry Sonic Bids? <laughs> um, we've had her on the show a couple times. Very knowledgeable. Based out of L.A., you know, your favorite city. Oh, nice. Um, and earlier this month, she wrote a blog post called, is the poor man's copyright enough to protect your songs? And in it, she discusses the pervasive myth going around the music industry that artists can avoid registering their works with the government simply by putting their copyrighted work into an envelope, Mm -hmm. sealing it, mailing it to themselves to get the postmark date, and then just leaving it sealed. And the idea is that this is the same thing as registering a copyright because it gives you a date of when you created the work. And basically, it's it's almost like they're they're thinking, yeah, it will be evidence because I'll have a sealed envelope marked by the postal service and the government. Yeah, thereby saying, well, obviously it it existed at this point in time, right? But I mean, man, oh man, that is really flimsy. No, it, it is super flimsy. I and mean, for some reason, this myth is super pervasive. I had a music teacher in high school who was like telling his students to do this. I mean, wow, just, yeah, it's no. amazing that he was a music teacher in high school. <laughs> not not bad mouthing high school music teachers out there, but that sir or madam is a horrible idea. I know, but um. But it, 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 it's super bad, and I mean, I don't know why they call it the poor man's copyright, because you don't actually need to do this to have a copyright. You don't have to do anything to have a copyright other than make your work. Yeah, technically, it's just once you've actually created the form of expression, it exists. The copyright exists. Yeah. And, you know, as the law calls it, to fixate your work onto a tangible medium of expression. So once you write it down on a sheet of paper, record it onto a tape recorder, do anything that fixes it into permanent form, mm-hmm. you have a copyright. You don't need to mail anything to yourself. But... The poor man's copyright is a terrible idea, as this article notes, and um, you're always better off registering your works with the government, and we're going to outline a few reasons quickly, because I know mm-hmm. you hate you hate the five-part lists. You're, you're already uh, like, oh, God. No, no, but this, this is a good is, one. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's not an email signature list. <laughs> you're never going to forgive me for no, the email never, signature segment? Never, never, never. If we're 80 years old at a nursing home, I'm bringing it up. So, Go ahead. <laughs> so, so first off, registering your works with the government, super easy. I always hear artists say like, oh God, it's such a pain, but they're wrong. Like, look, almost unlike almost everything else involved with the government, this is actually easy. Um, Yeah, you can do it online right away. Easy. Yeah. You log on to copyright.gov. You fill out a form online, upload your works and you're done. You can learn everything you need to know with a little bit of Googling. And I know lawyers never say this. Like whenever you ask somebody, like if there's any kind of legal ish thing on art, somebody will always ask. Do I need a lawyer for this? And the lawyer always goes, yes. Yes, you do. You must hire a lawyer for everything. You're going to, uh, you, you need to go to the bathroom. You have to hire a lawyer to help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is going to be, and this is probably like all, uh, rebellious of me to say as a lawyer, but unless it's a 
particularly complicated copyright, you don't need a lawyer for this. You can do this on your own. Yeah, the copyright office has set it up that way. They've been kind of around for a bit. <laughs> they're they, new, but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they've been around since, you know, 1790s or whatever. Um, but yeah, and, and, and it's really easy. It doesn't take a long time, and it's cheap. Uh, it's like, what, 35 35 bucks, bucks to register online. Yeah. And in fact, what you can do if you're, I mean, if, if that's, you know, if, if you know, if, if you really want to save money, you can take all of your songs. If you create a whole album, register them together as a copy, a, what's called a compilation work, mm -hmm. and you pay the single thirty-five dollar fee. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's awesome. Um, so now you have to ask yourself, well, why can't I just mail it to myself? You know, thirty-five dollars is cheap, but you know what's even cheaper? Thirty-five cents for a right. stamp to mail this to myself. But here's the problem with that. First of all, if somebody steals your work, you know, let's get to that nightmare scenario where, mm -hmm. you know, you mailed the thing to yourself and then somebody stole your song, you know, it's out on the radio or whatever. And you're like, oh, but I got my envelope. I'm going to sue this guy. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to sue somebody, you have to register your work before you can bring a lawsuit anyway. So you might as well formally register. Furthermore, and this is, uh, and so, uh, and so I say, furthermore, if you register the work before infringement, so not before the lawsuit, but before the infringement happens, you get all kinds of cool protections, including one being uh, you get what's called prima facie proof of the existence of your copyright. So the first thing right. you have to prove in an infringement suit is that the you know copyright you know that you that you own the work, and if you don't have a copyright, you have to show all kinds of other evidence, like maybe your stupid envelope, which is not going to be mm -hmm. ironclad. Um, whereas if you have a formal registration, you put that on the judge's desk and now you're done. The burden shifts to the infringer to prove that you're not the owner. Right. Yes. And th that's a big thing <laughs> in, in the law folks, you know, who has to actually come forward and prove things. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, what do you want to do? Do you want to have the ball on your opposing team's one yard line ready to score? Or do you want to have the other way around where they're ready to score on you? That's right. You know, it, procedure is everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a, I had a, professor once in law school who said that procedure is more important it's better to win on procedure than with a substantive right he says i'll give you any substantive right you want but if you let me control the procedure i'll kick your ass every time was that your civ pro teacher that was my civ pro teacher <laughs> yeah. it's like oh no no oh, it's 12 it's like 12 b6 is the hammer of the gods that's what exactly <laughs> and so now here's the big one with why you need mm -hmm. to register your work before infringement if you don't do this and you you know bring your suit without a registration before infringement you don't get statutory damages. So the Copyright uh, yeah. Act lists specific damages that you can get under statute that you don't have to prove like actual harm to get. Right. It's just automatic. Right. It's just by you, law. Exactly. But you don't get it if you don't register. Also, you can't get attorney's fees. Um, so it makes it kind of harder for your attorney to you know find somebody to represent you. Um, and those are so and those are really the most important damages you can get in a copyright case. If you're not proving statutory damage, if you're not getting statutory damages, you have to prove actual damages. You have to prove how you were actually hurt by the infringement. And that can be very hard to do. I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a great example of this that I give to artists all the time. It's not in music. Mm -hmm. It's in sports. OK, but, you know, you know, you're sports guy. So I think you'll dig on this. Yep. Um, you remember when the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore, became the Baltimore Ravens? Yes. OK, so. They're moving to Baltimore, and this guy named Frederick Bouchat, super excited that his city is getting a new football team. Mm -hmm. And so he decides, you know, he's like, he's, he's not anybody important. He's just like some random security guard guy in Baltimore, but he loves football. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, well, there's going to be a team in Baltimore. They're going to be called the Ravens. I'm going to draw a logo for this new football team hmm. and send it to the Ravens. 
you know, basically he 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 hand drew this logo and mailed it to the Ravens and said, "Hey," and he and he wrote a little copyright note notice mm-hmm. on the bottom, like he hand wrote the little C and the date and everything, right. and mailed it to them and said, "Look, I'm just a big football fan. I'm not looking to make a ton of money, right? But if you want to use my logo, if you think this is cool." You know, maybe give me a little bit of credit. Maybe send me, you know, a couple free things. Maybe a free hat or something. And you know, we'll, we'll call it even. We'll, and hey, man, I'm glad to be part of the team. Exactly yeah. that. Like, so he what he wasn't going after a money grab, and so, and so and it was like this little hand scribble logo that uh-huh. he made. And so what? And so the Raven said, "Okay, I see your offer. In exchange, uh, here's our counter offer. We're going to steal your logo." <laughs> Make it our team's logo and then deny that you ever sent us this letter. Yes, and give you no money and make lots of money. That's exactly what happened. We feel that's good for us. And so the original, do you remember that original Baltimore Reagans, Reagans, Baltimore Reagans episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's really funny. Tear down that defensive line. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Do you remember that old logo that was the shield and the B and the R, like in the top right and top left and bottom right hand corner? Kind of, but don't they still have that? Oh, no. Now it's just like the Maryland yeah, flag now, in there. Yeah. Now it's just like oh, the Raven. And you're probably going to tell me why it changed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, that was their first logo. And that, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything defamatory here. Like, if you look at the two logos next to each other, they're exactly the same. Okay. Like, you know, basically, you know, they're, they're like they're the same. And so Bouchot, this security guard, mm-hmm. feeling a little miffed yeah. <laughs> at this you know, theft, yeah. takes the Ravens to court and has a very easy time proving infringement. Like he basically holds the two pictures in front of a jury and says, come on. I mean, it's just like, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. That, that was that was the evidence. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the lawyer uh, declared a writ of. Uh-huh. Yeah. Opening statement? Come on. Come on. That's... Closing statement? Come on. Yeah. No, that that seriously, that was it. <laughs> and the jury said, yeah, you, they, they freaking stole your logo. Yeah. So it was infringement. Then they got to damages. Mm-hmm. And our friend Frederick Ooh. never registered his work. Yeah. And so what the Ravens argued is, where's the damage? How can you prove what... Like, how can you prove the increase in profits that we got from using your logo as opposed to another logo? And so he couldn't prove how he was actually damaged or what they were able to gain. Right, from like this. the fact that he wasn't losing money himself by infringing work. Right. You know, he he just drew the thing and that was it. He wasn't yeah. planning on selling it. And so it was not like he was he wasn't competing. Exactly. And so he couldn't prove any actual damage, you know, beyond preponderance of the evidence. And so in dam- so he got, you know, they said, "Yes, yes, this was infringement, but you're getting $0." He got a goose egg from the jury because he did not register his work. He basically got a yeah, you you created it, sort of. Good job, buddy. Yeah, at a boy. Yeah, the jury clapped. Yeah, nice job, nice job, Frederick. Yeah. Looks good. Not even zero dollars. Not even a little participant trophy. Yeah, and so what we say to artists is, don't be the Frederick Bouchard of the music business. You know, please register your copyrights. It's so easy. You get all kinds of legal protections. Ditch the envelopes. Don't mail your songs to yourself. Right. <laughs> wow, poor Frederick Bouchard. But then again, I guess you know he did trust the team that in the middle of the night left Cleveland. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like yeah. I'm, <laughs> at some point, he went mm, Art Modell. That's a trustworthy figure. Allegedly, I don't know. I don't know what we just got into. Well, right wait, there. well, no. The, the court made pretty clear that the, the okay, logo yeah, yeah. was stolen. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, that's that's it's sad. It's funny. It's um. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 
So, but that's that lesson is always a great one to tell artists in terms no, of it's a perfect, teaching them the importance of copyright. Let's put it this way: the pros for registering copyright are, I mean, there's so many of them, and they they give you protections, and they have the possibility of giving you, uh, you know, compensation should anything happen untoward. Mm-hmm. I I don't see a con on the list there. I don't going through it in my head. I'm not probably sure you don't think of one either. Registering copyright is not a good idea. Oh, yeah. And your copyrights are your most important asset as an artist. It is it is the lifeblood of everything you do. It is the it is the cows on your dairy farm. And if your cows aren't producing milk or if your cows wander onto another farm, then your farm's going to close. Well, that's and, right. You know, that's, hey, that's why they had, oh, this is kind of morbid. They're not morbid, but, you know, cows are branded. There you go. It's like branding your cow. Exactly. <laughs> because it's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, John over there, that's my cow you stole. I can, I can tell by his his fur and, and everything. And sponsor in a weird, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I don't know. That's branded with my logo there, buddy. Would, yeah. You know, prove that's, it. That's exactly, I mean, that's very, I didn't even think of that part it's of the metaphor. It's good that's enough great. for Manifest Destiny Ranchers. It's good enough for you, folks. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so protect your works, especially because it's so cheap. All right. We got Mary Jennings coming up in the next seg- yes, good seg- stuff coming up. segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super excited to talk to her. Uh, we'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business podcast. She is an indie singer-songwriter and entrepreneur based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and her music has been featured on the TV shows Dance Moms and WWE 24. Her latest release, Metamorphose, Metamorphosis Remixes, is available on iTunes as well as other platforms. You can find out more about her by checking out MaryJennings.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Jennings is on the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Mary. Back again. Hi there. Thanks for having me back. Of course. We'd love to have you on. Um, Let me just start with this opening question after looking at this bio. How do you get placements on Dance Moms and WWE 24? (laughs) I know it's so random. All the placements that I've had have kind of been all over the place, but um, most of them have come from a company called Jingle Punks, but I've worked with all different kinds of licensing companies. And uh, they just kind of come randomly. And the horror movie I found on you know my own with my manager. So just anywhere we can, really. Uh, it's really a testament to it, the diversity of her. Oh yeah, it's like it's like oh my god, Ryan. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to take a steel chair to your face, man. All right. And then Mary Jane's is going to play over it. <laughs> like out of all the music, but yeah. I, I think it's great. I'll take it. I love it. It's only a matter of time before like one of her softer songs becomes the walk-up music for you know one of these big hulking dudes. Oh yeah, I can see the Undertaker or Big Show definitely doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I always pegged my music as being something that might be played on like 
a lifetime miniseries or something. And for it to end up on WWE just cracked me up. I loved it so much. It was the best. That is great. Well, what is WWE except a extraordinarily violent soap opera? It's, it's, it's soap so opera true. for men. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. so true. Um, you bring up a really good yeah. point. Right. I mean, in in a weird way, it, it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it does. So, uh, long time no talk, Maria. How's everything going on in your world? How, how, how's, how's everything, how's life treating you? Everything is great. I've just, you know, stayed busy with music, and uh, also I'm getting ready to have a baby, so Whoa! that's been pretty exciting. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, that's been pretty much my life over the past few months. Oh, man, that is fantastic news for you. Congratulations. Uh for an artist, they frequently have to navigate big life events like this. I mean, for you, big, huge life events um, mm-hmm. while still keeping their career moving. So, I mean, how has that experience been for you um, trying to do that? And do you have any other artists? Uh, do you have any advice for any artists in that regard, whether it's, you know, a baby or weddings or some big life event still trying to keep your career going? Sure. Well, I'm a big believer that your life events come first and then your career comes second. And a lot of people might think, the other way than that, but it was really important to me to have kids. So, you know, I could have put a lot of, um, I guess, time limits on myself. Well, you know, I need to be at this point in my career by this age, and then I can start thinking about children. But the fact is you've got to just kind of let your life happen the, the way it's going to, and your career will fit in. So, you know, I got pregnant and I've been pregnant for, you know, what, like seven and a half months now. And I haven't stopped doing music. I, you know, put out a release in January and I still have done shows and I've stayed with it. It's just, you, you start to find a way to make everything fit. Now ask me again in three months when I have a screaming, crying infant, and we might have a completely different story, but the pregnancy hasn't changed my career drastically other than I just try to book earlier shows because I go to bed so early these days (laughs) so that's been about the only change now actually have you found that the sort of the pregnancy and everything with it has actually also just been like a boon to you creatively just like the more artistic side of it for it and like the business side just how has that sort of changed the way you write and everything that's such a great question, and I'm going to be brutally honest because it's you guys. It has been the opposite of uh, inspiring. Like Whoa, I have not, oh wow. yeah, I have not been inspired to write as much. I, I still do my co-writing, which is great, but in terms of like writing music for myself, I've written only a few songs in the time that I've been pregnant. Uh, but again, I think part of that it just depends on the person. For me, I tend my wheelhouse is to write darker songs. And I'm beaming with happiness right now because of getting ready to have a baby. So it's like, I don't have anything negative to write about. So I'm just going to, you know, wait on it. Look, there's only so many songs you can write about morning sickness, Dave. Yeah, but this kid is a real bummer then. It's really, it's really, it's, it's, it's It's ruining your mojo. We got, we got to get him or her out of there so mom can get back to work. I feel like I'm telling you, as soon as she comes out, I feel like I'm going to try to find some way to, you know, make a metaphor out of her screaming and crying and wailing into like this negative impact on my life so that I can write a song. But, you know, you never know. I might all of a sudden start writing really happy, uplifting songs because of it, too. It's just I think you you hear about this thing called baby brain. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you all have heard this. Oh, yeah. yeah, Pregnancy brain, right? Yeah. yeah, It's like I'm totally forgetful. You know, I'm kind of out of it half the time. So it, it just, I'm not as creative right now as I could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I, I, I know it'll come back. And in the meantime, I still do other work. Like I've been working on covers and, um, I'm still in the studio doing session work. So it's not for a lack of being busy. Um, and you know, also I think that I have a tendency to slow down on the writing right after I do a release because I've put everything into an album or whatever. And so it takes me a minute to kind of get back into the mindset of writing, uh, in a way that I'm comfortable with. Ryan, I love the idea of two guys at a club in Nashville talking to them each other in a few months going, dude, man, wasn't she so much better before that kid when she was like dark and brooding? <laughs> now she's like all happy. Yeah, she's all happy. Yeah. yeah. What, what really is this, weird. man? This, this is no longer art. Let's, let's get, can't let's, use this for WWE anymore. Yeah. What is this? Let's get out of here and huff some paint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you are having a girl out my one of my questions was going to be which of your two favorite podcast hosts are you going to name this child after but if you're having a girl that sort of throws it off although yeah. ryan is a pretty good girl's name what it is a good girl's name yeah. i have heard it i have heard it wait really yeah yeah mm-hmm. i feel so sorry for that girl <laughs> no it's like a very hip girl yeah thing. and you know mary's a hip person so yeah it's ryan jennings just saying <laughs> I'll uh, have to consider it. There My you grandmother's go. name might beat it out, but you know, that's all right. Was she Ryan too? <laughs> nope. <laughs> worth a shot. Sorry. So in the first totally worth a shot. <laughs> In the first segment of the show, uh, Mary, before you came on, we were talking about registering copyrights, and it's so great that you're here because you're one of my favorite people to talk to about copyrights because you've always believed in respecting the works of others, and you are a stickler for following the right kind of copyright procedures in terms of copyright registration and things like that. Uh, Yes. And uh, we spent the first segment bashing the quote-unquote poor man's copyright of mailing music to yourself because that's (laughs) the same thing as registering works with the government. Um, I know not. this is something that yeah, this is something you're passionate about. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts on all this? Okay, first of all, I'll say I get it. I'm kind of a rule follower, which maybe makes me a nerd. But I guess, <laughs> like for the past 15 years, I've been hearing this story of you know what? You don't have to really register your music with the copyright office. You can just put a CD and the lyrics in an envelope, seal it, and mail it to yourself. Don't open it, and if you have a problem, you take that to court. Well, I think that's the biggest bunch of bunk I have ever heard. (laughs) I really don't get it. I don't understand why people do that. To copyright your music is not exorbitantly expensive. I think you can record like a whole album for maybe $40 to $100 at most. It's something – I haven't done it since January, so I don't even remember how much it is. No, it's super cheap. You're right. But it's not expensive. And if you are going to – I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. If you're going to spend the kind of money that it takes to have a really good production of a song, even if you're just spending money on a demo, you spend your money on the musicians, the producer, the engineer to print it, then you need to be willing to spend that little extra money to protect it. Otherwise, it's really dumb. Like, just copyright it. It's not that complicated. If you go on and you have difficulty with the paperwork, you can call them. Someone will answer your phone call. And you can ask questions, and they will walk you through it. It, it, it will take you at most an hour to copyright an entire album. And I don't understand the people that don't do it. I really don't get it. Yeah, see, Dave, I'm going to record that and play that for artist clients because – 
when I say these things to them, they go like, whatever, narc, you know, we don't care what you think. That's so stupid. But now we get to hear it from an artist, so they'll actually comply. I I think like the baseline e-filing is like $35. $35. It's really not much. And honestly, if you don't care about your music enough and you, you know, look forward to hearing some random person make millions of dollars off of a remix of your song that you didn't have copywritten, knock yourself out. I care. I care. I will yeah. take that person to court and I will say, uh-huh, you owe me money because I <laughs> yeah. have this copyright written. Or like your lyrics that you that are your emotions that you've worked so hard on. If your words don't matter to you, sure, go ahead and mail yourself a CD. I don't mm-hmm. care. But if you care at all about your artwork, copyright it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, copyright it. It's, ridiculous especially because you know this day and age everything's digital it's really easy yeah. for people it to really just is. grab stuff and you know take it off and make it their own or something like that so i mean yeah just it, it's so simple just do it folks yeah. just the, do it the point i is, mean yeah and if you look at like all the, the issues that we've been having within the past i don't know couple of years with people like stealing fractions of songs and things like that i mean like the tom petty sam smith deal Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that Tom Petty didn't have his music copywritten? You're stupid if you think he mailed himself a CD because <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I hate to get so like adamant about it. But when I hear people saying that or like when I go to conferences and people on the panel will say that. No. I'm like, oh, wow. oh, no. my gosh. Are you excuse me? I got to raise my hand because you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Get off the panel. What are you doing? That's horrifying. And I mean, again, like you're a music warrior. You know how ridiculous that sounds. So I just, I think take that little extra step. If you're willing to do nothing else for your artwork, it is a small step to protect. Like I would be willing if I, you know, when I was releasing the singles before the album came out, I copywrote those singles. So even though I could have done a collection of work, and copywritten all of that, I did $35 a song because $35 a song is not that big of a deal. Especially in light of everything that you pay to make the song. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, let's just go ahead and make this legit. Yeah. You know? And Ryan, actually, like the other day, I was listening to uh, the Jamie Josta show. Jamie Josta is the lead singer of uh, Hate Breed. Mm-hmm. And he's got his own mm-hmm. podcast. And he was basically, they have, they have a new album out. And he said, like, you know, hopefully you'll pay them out, like the 7 to $11, whatever it costs. But he said, like, he knows the reality is, you know, these things will always get on the internet right now. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the day and age where if someone, if real, someone really wants it for free, they're going to get it. So people oh, yeah. in the industry, these recording artists, they know what's up. They know that their music is basically going to be out there beyond their control. So, you know, it's like, <clears throat> folks, like, if these folks are realizing this, you should too. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The point is, Mary has seven songs about throwing up in a toilet at 5 a.m., and she's <laughs> registered all of them with the government. Um, you spoke oh, about. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be the next album coming this yep. fall. The the morning sickness EP. No, that's right. Porcelain God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I like it. Oh, uh, oh wait a minute. Uh oh. What now? What now? What's the legal now, situation now here gotta, though? You gotta go copyright your idea. Right yeah. Now. Steal, All right, huh? I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> In that, in that answer, Mary, in that fantastic answer, uh, you you spoke about remixes, and that got me thinking about the album you have out now, uh, Metamorphos, Metamorphosis Remixes, an album yep. which features reimagined versions of songs off your acclaimed 2015 album, Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. What was it like creating a remix album, and was it easy for you to let other artists work on your recordings? 
It was for me because, <clears throat> excuse me, the way I see it is I had this, uh, you know, this album of songs and the, the album was called Metamorphosis, which was all about change and evolution. And I was going through so many changes on my own, just in life. And that's what inspired the whole album that, you know, I thought about it and I was like, what better album to do a remix album than Metamorphosis so that we can show the metamorphosis of these songs ah, that ah. I can write these songs and imagine them in some way, but that they can have a whole new meaning for somebody else. And, you know, for, from the business side of it, for me, I, I have, I have luck with licensing and remixes are always great to have in the licensing realm because it's just a different version of the same song. So if somebody doesn't like this version, then they might like this version, or maybe they want to use both in different contexts. So it's always good to have multiple versions of songs if you can afford to do it. And then, you know, you release it and people find it fun. So <clears throat> I had two friends that were one in New York and one in Nashville that were producers or, or are producers, not where they still do it. Um, <laughs> of course. And After they made this album, they're like, Oh, we've already they achieved were perfection. We're yeah, done. Yeah, that's it. They quit. This is it. They dropped, they, you know, mic drop. We're out. And, um, so anyway, but they were, they're really great and they were good friends. And I told them about what I wanted to do. And I said, I really only want to do like, you know, four songs, the four original singles from the album as remixes. And I want to put them back to back, you know, have two different producers just to show the evolution of these songs and to see how they can change. My expectation was to have, you know, two kind of dance versions of these four songs that maybe sounded similar, but you know, they were cool and different. And what I got blew me away because the two of them were so different. I mean, it was crazy to me how different the sets of remixes were that it just went above and beyond my expectations. You know, uh, Tomas had kind of a Imogen heap, eclectic sound effect, you know, more theatrical version of remixes where Mackay had more of a, you know, techie EDM, um, kind of sound to his and putting them all together just made it really cool. So, I, I mean, I have loved it and I, you know, I love my songs are my songs because of the words and because of the melody, those things didn't change in the remixes. It's just the production around them changed. So I didn't have some sort of attachment where, Oh, you know, this isn't what I originally did. So it's going to be bad. No, it's just a different take on it. And I loved it. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Do you have any advice uh, for the indie artists out there? Because I imagine a lot of them are thinking about, if they haven't done so already, you know, putting out re remix albums to maximize their content releases, find new ways mm -hmm. to reimagine their old works. Uh, is this something that you recommend other artists do? Is there any advice you can give them in how to shepherd the remix album you know, from beginning to end? Sure. I think it all depends on how you want to put it out. You know, and in my case, I really wanted to work with people that I knew. Uh, and then you know, they, they gave me a really good price. So I did pay for it, but it was, you know, they, they were really, really fair. And the way that we got to, um, a place on price was the agreement was I would re-register the songs with, you know, ASCAP with the PROs, ASCAP, BMI or whatever. And we would split the writer and the publisher for those versions. So if they ever got placed on things, then they would also make half the money which seemed fair to me because they were doing it for so little money. 
And uh, that made them really care about it and then want to push it. So <clears throat> that's how we did the payment part of it. And for me, you know, th- it didn't change the copyright. You know, it's they're still my songs through and through. Mm-hmm. And I still have complete control over the masters as well because I paid for them. But, um, you know, it, it gave some incentive for them, too, that once this is over, they don't need to just stop promoting it because they could make money off of it, too, in the future. So my recommendation to people is, if, you, if you're doing it like me anyway, is just to find people that you like, that you admire, and that you trust. Because you can go out there and just be like, hey, somebody remixed my song. And then you start to lose control <laughs> over who's doing what and you know where they're putting it. If they're putting it all over their SoundCloud or putting it on YouTube and making millions of dollars off of it. You never know. Um, so I like working with people that I know so that we have a very controlled uh, relationship with the music. Well, it makes perfect sense and speaks to the value of networking, Dave. And, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, building those relationships, not just you know, not just putting the song on you know Craigslist and be like, people remix it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Do, I do like the idea that uh, one of the produ- one of the guys ended up with an image in Heap Sound because I remember you said like she is one of your you know goddesses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of music. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, is that like almost in your wildest dreams if one day? You get a call, Mary. This is Imogen Heap, and I don't know if that's her full name. Um, that's a great Imogen Heap impression, by yeah. the way. Oh, it is. it's dead on. Yeah, <laughs> sounds just like her. Um, but like, if she did that, like, that would probably be like, oh my god, amazing. I would freak out if Imogen Heap ever called me on the phone for any reason. I would probably pass out. I'd be like, oh my god. And first, I'd call her a liar. I'd be like, no, it's not. Who is this really? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Imogen Heap is definitely a huge inspiration for me. Just. Not even just in the music sense, because, I mean, obviously she's a brilliant songwriter and and producer, but if you want to talk about somebody who's got the music industry understood, Mm -hmm. I mean, she gets it. She totally gets it. And she's a total, you know, tech nerd, which I love. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be all about it if she ever wanted to do anything with my well, music. Well, Mary, you'll be glad to know Imogen Heap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, no. yuck, yuck, guys. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know why, Sorry. Dave, but for some reason, when, when I imagine a phone call from Imogen Heap, I don't imagine just calling you. I imagine as she's talking, like she's talking through one of those oh. piano synthesizers and yeah. you, oh, hear, totally. you hear like the harmony in her voice. Through a looper and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, Mary, uh, we are so happy as always to have you on you are great every time i feel like with you it's less of an interview and more of just us goofing around which yeah. is what we hey, like <laughs> and I that's love it. great um uh, best of luck with everything that you're doing uh please keep us uh posted on the baby news and everything totally we, well we hope she comes out nice and healthy but also just gets out of there so you can get back to work that's right yes, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. of course writing happy songs <laughs> yes well, of course. right and 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 i know you were saying that like the pregnancy has you know had some negative effects on you creatively but i can't help but think that once she's out there in the world and and you're looking at her face and everything like I feel like the songs are just going to come flowing out. Of course, speaking from somebody who's never written a song in his life and knows nothing about this, but I'm just yeah. going to speculate. <laughs> well, and again, it's not it's her, the pregnancy has not had a negative effect on my writing. It's just slowed it down. Ah, and I don't I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a much needed break. That's so, true. There you go. You know, just I like let it, it happen. Yeah. <laughs> right on. All right, Mary. Uh, thanks very much. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to Mary Jennings for joining us in the previous segment. We love her. She's great. She she is fantastic. I I kind of want her to write her own music business book. I mean, if she does, it will be better than mine. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I mean, she she's just great. Yeah, she's great. And what a lucky kid. She's gonna be a cool mom. Oh my god, the totally coolest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a mom is like a performer, but also an entrepreneur. Yeah, that that kid's... and likes horror movies and everything. Oh yeah, and just... what a lucky, lucky child. Oh yeah. So before we get into the D block stuff, Dave, I actually have a surprise for you. I hope you don't mind me co-opting a small chunk of your D block. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll allow it. So. For those who don't follow us on Twitter, you might have missed an exchange that we had a few days ago where shortly after I got married, I was taking my in-laws from China all over Miami. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the last day that we were here, we went to South Beach Uh and we had lunch (laughs) at one of my favorite places on South Beach, the Clevelander Bar. I have never been there. Really? I, I, I usually stay away from South Beach. I'm not a South Beach type of person. Well, I mean, me too. But like, I mean, I went in the middle of the day, like on a Wednesday, like it wasn't so bad. Okay, but I mean, and, and plus, oh, well, know, I, well, pardon me, sir. On the middle of the day Wednesday, I was working along with most of the other people in the city, not just hanging out. Well, in South Beach. some of us were on their honeymoon, by which you know, meaning I was taking my in-laws all around Miami. <laughs> That's what people do on their honeymoon, right? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are not from the Miami area, you might not know that at the Clevelander Bar. That's where they record the Dan Lebitard show with Stu Gotts, a very popular national mm-hmm. sports radio show on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio, but is based locally here and has been on the air down here. Since like 02, 03, like, something like that. 04, since like we were like yeah. juniors or seniors in high school. So the show's been around for a while. It's a, it's a landmark local show and has now gotten great success nationally. It feels nice to have people actually, you know, recognize, you know, a Miami show. Yeah, it's, you know, they're great. And it's... I mean, it's my favorite radio show. Uh-huh. I mean, it's your favorite too, I would say. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I can't listen to it on the radio anymore by virtue of time, um, but I always listen to the podcast. Yeah, and afterwards. exactly. Yeah. Me too. And you know, we both love it. We're often quoting it to each other. And uh-huh. I, I know there's a few people listening who are aware of the show because they're on ESPN and they're on Fusion Television and they're on ESPN too. Like you, you can't, you can't you know, swing a cat without hitting a Dan yeah, Lebatard property. By the property. way, I mean, wow, we just gave them a lot of pub. Well, I kind of want ABC to just. Come right because so, of check. Well, well, so anyway, that's yeah, yeah, true. Disney, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm at the Clevelander, yeah. And as you as you're already moaning because you know where I'm going to go with this, <sighs> yeah. Uh, I ran into at the Clevelander bar one of the producers of that show, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo or Billy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and he was. I mean, I, I recognized him right away, and all I said to him was, "Love the show." Uh-huh. And he just turned around. And he said, "Oh, thank you. That's so nice." He was like shaking my hand. He was a super nice dude, and then he said. Would you like some free stuff on the show from the show? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and he just like a super nice dude. He went upstairs. He brought back some stuff and we took some pictures and I, and I, I sent those pictures to you and yeah. you got super jealous. You, you tagged me on Twitter along with him. Yes, yeah. I did. Um, we had a nice little exchange, but before we get into the rest of the D block, I wanted to share the wealth. So yeah, I have a, a couple of the shirts here that Guillermo gave me from Dan Levitard show. Um, and I'll let you have your pick. 
So really, yeah. Oh man. wow, cool, man. Of course. So I was actually just going to curse you right now, say you didn't I, give me anything, but I I'm know. glad I did it. Man, I kind of <laughs> wish I let you go on that for like three or four more seconds. I really would have made you feel you, like crap. You, you, you say nothing and you just show it to me over the air, <laughs> and then it'd be like. Uh-oh. <laughs> weird. So this is the Greg's Lobos <gasps> oh, shirt, dude. Greg's Lobos, which is pretty cool. Or um, <laughs> and or you can go with just the regular Dan Levitard show with Stu Gott shirt. Uh, your pick, pal. Which one you want? Well, actually, here's a question. What sizes are they? Uh, they're both extra large. I think. Ooh, yay! <laughs> Ooh, that's terrific. So yeah. So you... so one, right? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to at least keep one of them. That Greg's Lobos looks really good. It's a great Lobo, man. That, that The artistry on that one, I'm not sure if Frederick Bouchot did that. I, we, we hope not, or at least he got paid. Um, nice Frederick Bouchot callback. Callback right. to yeah. the Baltimore Reagans. Um, <laughs> hey, man, it, it's in the... It's I mean, obviously, it's outside the Beltway, but everyone wants to name everything after Ronald Reagan anyway. I'm pretty sure... So, that, yeah, it makes sense. I'm sure that campaign was floated. <laughs> <laughs> um okay i do i have to make it pick my pick right now on air or no i mean not okay. necessarily okay all right I'll, I'll make the pick later on i gotta analyze both these in depth right. but th- thank you very oh, much my pleasure pals at least i can do oh it. my god i can't believe i said all those horrible things about you behind your back <laughs> um yeah no that was great because actually you know yeah we, we got in a little then twitter conversation with with guillermo then afterwards i was kind of I was kind of angling because I was like, like, oh, yeah, you guys are the inspiration for our guys on the podcast. I, I know. You're show. already trying to get a job on the show. I, 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 yes. You were shameless. And, and you were basically saying, like, dude, that'd be a pretty big pay cut. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, no, I it's do like, it. Like, if you were to go from law into being the, like, ninth producer on that radio show, like, it would be a pretty huge pay cut. But you'd probably do it. The funny thing is, I'm not sure I would have recognized Billy. Billy or Fat Chris. Mike Ryan, yes. Roy, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But... Billy and Chris, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, now we're really sorry. Now we're getting into this the weeds. Is, this is local baseball. Yeah. But yeah, no, well, it's a national show. But that's yeah. oh, good. Thanks a lot, man. Of course, man. Oh, that's really nice of you. <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah. All right. So into the D block. Oh yeah, there's stuff for me, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm looking up there. I'm seeing <laughs> oh. some David content. Oh, so this is interesting. So I, something happened uh, last week. There was an interesting news that came about. Uh, actually, it was announced on Thursday. That sort of was great until I realized the dates because I there's two things I love, Ryan. Well, yeah. Many things, but podcasting. Yeah. Obviously. But I'm a big consumer of it. And metal, right? Yeah. No, those are those are your things, man. I should, I should, I should find a way to combine the two. I haven't figured that out yet. I think I, I would totally listen to a metal podcast. Well, but that's kind day. of joking because I kind of have. Oh, well, maybe like you know, for one little segment. Right, yeah, you yeah, can do true. like all metal or... What if we gave Metal Dave his own podcast? Or I was, or seriously, if I could start applying to Sirius XM Liquid Metal, try to be a radio DJ or producer there, that'd be, that'd awesome. be great. Why didn't well, you, just, you just have contacts up there? God, give me contacts. <laughs> you never do anything for me, Ryan. I just got you a cool shirt. Oh yeah, that's true. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, Ozfest meets Not Fest. Ozfest it, it has been it has been on for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, a festival put on by Ozzy Osbourne, hence Ozfest. Makes sense. Yeah, so. no, quite familiar. Oh, you are cool. And anyway, Knotfest has been a, a festival put on by Slipknot, usually in Iowa. Um, or they, you know, and these are two big. These have been two big festivals with major bands. And dude, they announced a special Ozfest meets Knotfest. It's kind of hard to say those words together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> festival. Out in friggin' uh, the San Manuel Amphitheater out in Southern California, sort of by San Bernardino. Uh, Black Sabbath, uh, on Saturday, dude, Black Sabbath, Disturbed, Megadeth, Opeth, Black Label Society, Children of Bodom, Hate Be, Devil Driver, uh, friggin' uh, 
Goat Whore, Huntress. Wow, that was like our whole wedding reception playlist right there. Dead Cross. By the way, Dead Cross featuring uh, Dave Lombardo, ex-drummer for Slayer, who I, I, I found out yesterday, I swear to God, or Friday, he's from Cuba. Re- really? Yeah. I didn't, he was born there like in uh, 62 or something like that. His, his, he actually had like his older brothers came over via the Pedro Pan operation and everything, which mm-hmm. was like the operation to get kids out of the island and get them in the United States, like help hundreds, maybe thousands of children. Mm-hmm. And I, I, had, I had no idea the dude's Cuban. I'm like, holy crap, because I'm half Cuban. Yeah, so, is, that like, is that like his original birth name or? Dave Lombardo? Yeah. I think so. Or maybe oh, he's like David Lombardo. I, I, I don't know. Um, but then, I mean, that's that's cool. And then Sunday, Slipknot, Slayer, Amon Marth, which I just saw two weeks ago, Anthrax, Trivium, Sambatops, uh, Suicide Silence, Overkill, Butcher Babies, you know, Death Angel. I mean, it's so much so much more. I feel almost... That's quite a metal convergence. Dude, it's amazing. It's But guess what? It's September 24th and 25th. Do you want to also what's happening that weekend, Ryan? What is also happening? Los Angeles Podfest. Oh, no! God, what are you going to do? I... Because there's already been some podcasts announced for Podfest, and there's some that are good, but some, so far, some that really aren't twinkling my toes as much. And I've never seen Black Sabbath. I've never, ever seen them. And, um, I mean, I never saw Motorhead, and that pissed me off. That you know, I, I blew my chance after you know, Lemmy passed away. You know, I never saw Dio. So I'm thinking, I got to just bite the bullet, and I, I'm going to have to just do the, this festival this weekend. And there's also fire. I mean, not fire trucks. Monster trucks. <laughs> fire. Like, literal, just like fire. Yeah. Like, the things fire just, is just be on show. fire. Well, I'd imagine it's not a metal festival without things being on fire. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be fire. <laughs> There's lots of fire. Yeah. Things on fire. The water will be on fire. The water will be. But that's, yeah, so it's awesome. It's But it's kind of like, oh, my God, if one was, was a, another weekend or something, that would have been great. But I think I'm going to have to lean towards the OzFest, NotFest, just because that's that's too good, man. The only way, the only way to be even more metal is Metallica is a part of it. But I'm seeing Metallica in August anyway. This is, this is oof. <laughs> You're gonna Man, see, it's like a metal few weeks for you. It's gonna be a metal massacre, bro. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, I do not have Dave Metal Minute. No, oh, <laughs> you're not doing Metal Minute this week. I figured like that was the segue to Metal Minutes. You'd think so, but uh, no. Instead, Ryan, I think it's time we've got uh, our, our, our visitor friend from the north. Oh, it's time for a little. Canada Towner Hoser talk. All right. Oh, that's that's it. That's Ryan. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Hey. Oh, hey, Canada, Canada Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm doing swell, buddy. How, how's it going? Hey, man. Congratulations on the wedding, bro. Oh, I didn't know you knew about that. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to tell you. I got married. Well, well, buddy. Of course, I've known. We've talked about it before on the show, eh? Oh, that's true. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, are you not listening to the show like we are over here on the Dave side of the table? <laughs> Apparently you're not, buddy. That's uh, you gotta rectify that, man. You, you gotta listen to old episodes. You gotta listen to old episodes, all right? Oh, my my apologies. It's it's great to have you here, Canada Dave. You always brighten my day. Oh, man. Hey, the, that it's, that that makes me feel really warm oh, and yeah. fuzzy inside, man. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, unlike many of the other uh, incarnations of Dave related characters that show up, like <laughs> who are very mean to me, uh, oh, you're you're very nice to me, and so it's always nice to have you here. Well, you know, buddy, I mean, you're just such an amazing person and friend. <laughs> and, you know, I, uh, who is not nice to you, man? Who who who's, who wouldn't be nice to you? Buddy? Well, I mean, Metal Dave's not very nice to me. And, I, I just um, think that's just a, a general temperament issue, Ryan. More so than any, uh, you know, vexation with you. 
Oh, uh, so it's on them is what you're saying. Like, they have stuff they have to sort out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think therapy is in their future, buddy. Right. So uh, we're going to be playing but, around. Uh, but by of, the way, I got to oh. say, you know... Well, I wasn't invited to the wedding, and like I said, we know I never got the invitation, buddy. But and that's okay because you know I I don't you, you got I means you gotta get extra food for me and everything, and you need a chair. And I, I I don't want you to put you up, okay, buddy. You gotta save money on IKEA, okay. <laughs> I did, unbeknownst to you, I think, sort of wander around the wedding festivities, sort of as a party crasher, and I got to meet some of your family and everything, and some of your nieces, and they were just beautiful. Oh they, well, I'm glad they, you. They, 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 they like were you just too. Great. Yeah, that, that was great. I mean, really good stuff. Shout out to all you uh, Ryan's family out there. You know, if you ever need anything up in Canada, you know, you, you just give me a call. Okay? If you have any any problems with the Royal Mounted Police, you say, hey, hey, buddy. Okay? <laughs> I know Canada Dave. All right? And I want to give him a call, and he's going to sort this out. Okay? And hopefully, you know, there won't be as many tasings or... You know, tasings, beatings with bacon slabs. That's that's how they do things up there, right? I'm not. <laughs> I, sure did, if you I know didn't know that, that was a, a type of punishment. Oh yeah, for now, crimes in Canada. Now it's not much of a punishment because you know it is delicious. But I mean, you smell terrific after it's over. I mean, how how many punishments can you say that about? Oh yeah. Anyway, Ryan, uh, I've come down here, and I think uh, we're going to play the game. If that's okay with you, buddy. Oh, of course, of course. And so, uh, now, by the way, probably uh, tell people how the game works. Yeah, real quickly though, I'm <laughs> noticing these shirts over here, and I, you promised one of them to your co-host Dave. That's right. Uh, I'm wondering if I can have the other one, buddy. <laughs> if that would be okay. You know, I mean, I, I'm very sorry to put you on the spot here like that, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it'd be nice. Is 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 Dave going to use his multiple personalities as a way to get twice as many gifts from me? Unbelievable, Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm kind of Dave here. Oh, I'm sorry, kind Dave. You're, you're right. You're right. You're your own, own man. Private citizen with my own passport and everything, and uh, <laughs> you know, down here to watch uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning play some playoff hockey, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Because go Bolts, right? Hey, I mean, my my the Panthers are kind of out, but. Uh, Hey, still we got the the Tampa Bay Lightning in uh, in the state and everything uh, and uh, Thunder well, Thunderbug, buddy. Have have you seen that cuddly Thunderbug? <laughs> oh, that that guy is he's, he's, he's cuddly. I mean, it must have been tough for you, Canada Dave, to have no Canadian teams in the NHL playoffs this year. It was a bit rough, Ryan. We uh, yeah. It, it, I'm it was sorry tough. to bring up a sour point. Yeah, you know, right? Even the Wolves outside of the cabin and everything, <laughs> they even had a moment of silence and where they stopped waiting. Oh, they, Brian, they weren't waiting for you. That's they weren't cool. waiting for me for a moment there because, you know, we had no none of the seven Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> but uh, so that was a nice reprieve. I kind of wish I'd use that moment to go out and get some supplies. Yeah. But because I was very sad as oh, well. Oh, similarly as depressed as the Wolves were. Yeah. Yeah. So, and right, you'd think we'd be able to bond over that and find some common ground. But uh, no. No, the Wolves are still... They're still waiting, Ryan. Oh, I'm okay. sorry to hear that. Anyway, I think we've talked for like a five minutes now without actually talking about the reason I'm here. <laughs> um, Canadian Towner Hoser Talk. I got Ryan. I got, oh boy, boy. I got a list of Canadian towns here. Or do I, Ryan? That Remember, that's the game, oh, buddy. That's how they get you. That's, that, that's, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, my friend. So we got, remember, a Canadian town or Hoser Talk. Okay. Or something else even. Who knows? Okay. All right, Ryan. Pickle Lake. Pickle Lake. Uh, is that a Canadian town? I don't think. I, I don't think the Canadians are really into pickles, right? I'm gonna say that's hoser talk. Ryan, Pickle Lake, Ontario. You're wrong, buddy. Wrong. Oh, that stinks. Oh my God. Wait. What? What was that sound, buddy? Oh no. It's a. It's a sound effect we play in another game show when I'm wrong. 
Oh wow, but that that's really that's a really aggressive negative energy. That, that, yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I'm not sure if Canadian if kind of <laughs> me if I want <laughs> if, if if I want that energy for the show, buddy. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'll pull it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay, Canadian. You're hey, right. But, no, we're we're doing something positive here. Yeah. I like that. But you know, hey, but it's your show. You know, I'm not here to direct you. Okay, <laughs> I am not here. I'm a guest in your studio. The, I think the last time we're gonna be in this studio, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward if I'm allowed and invited. To go to the new studio with your lovely No, wife. yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're incorrect there, buddy. Oh, All right. gosh, sorry. Uh, next one here, buddy. Madison. 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 Um, I'm going to say that that's Canadian town, yeah. So, Ryan, let me get this straight. You think that there's also a Madison, Wisconsin, and a Madison in Canada? Sure, it's a big country. That's right, Ryan. Yeah! Ma- Madison, Saskatchewan, buddy. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's it's it's funny because you know a lot of the names in Saskatoon and Saskatchewan are kind of crazy, but Madison's actually like one of the more normal. Yeah, ones. that's just that that's not bizarre at all. Yeah, not okay. like Pickle Lake. Oh no, yeah, Pickle Lake. I don't like pickles. <laughs> anyway, but how are the people from Pickle Lake? I'm sorry. How are the people from Pickle Lake? Uh, they're. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say, "Oh, they couldn't be nicer." They're very briny. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Whatever whatever that means, folks. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Ryan, here we go. Banff. What? Banff. Uh, can you spell that for me, Canadave? Sure thing, bud. B-A-N-F-F. Banff. Banff. Uh, that seems too weird to be fake. I'm going to say that's a Canadian town. Good on you, pal. That's, yeah. for, that, that's in Alberta. Banff. Woo. Yeah. Banff. Big up to Banff. No, 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 not Banff. Banff. Banff? Banff. Okay, B-A-N-F-F? B-A-N-F-F, yeah, Banff. 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 Oh, <laughs> I choked on that town. <laughs> I really do think that, that that town is very mean to people with lisps and uh, other speech impediments. <laughs> there probably should be some sort of Canadian civil rights suit or something. <laughs> I think that's what they call them, Canadian civil rights. Uh, I, I think so. Like They yeah. don't just call them civil rights in Canada. They specifically call them Canadian civil rights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hoser. That's boy. That's a town and hoserness right there, Ryan. There you go. Oh, that's a twofer right there. Okay, <laughs> the the rare twofer. All right, Ryan. Yeah, Abigail. 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 How many of these towns are gonna have my niece's names? Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that. I think that's hoser talk. Oh, Ryan, you're saying Abigail's a hoser? No, I'm saying that there is no town in Canada called Abigail. Well, you're right, buddy. Yeah! Actually, but I will say Woo! that Abigail is the name of the album from uh, the great uh, metal uh, band King Diamond, bro. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that, that but Metal Dave actually texted me and said, "Hey, man, put put that in there because that combines both the Canada game and metal talk." Oh, there you go. So yeah, Abigail is an album from King Diamond. That could okay. be a nice spinoff of this game, Canada Town or Metal Album. That that was kind of the original thinking i had for the, this list here buddy um okay we got another one coming up right yeah. now ryan yeah mckenzie I, I, I don't know what you're talking about ryan just answer the questions <laughs> one of my nieces um really <laughs> i'm gonna say that's hoser talk oh buddy this is i oof. what kind of uncle are you calling both your nieces hosers uh, no i'm not saying i'm saying that's not a candidate out mckenzie british columbia buddy. no really yeah. Wow, we, Mackenzie British. We here at uh, Canadian Town or Hoser Talk in Canada Dave would like to apologize to any <laughs> listener out there, Dave Mackenzie, 
who, you know, unfortunately, Ryan over here just thought, well, that's no way that there's a town like that. that but Ryan, come on. That's such a beautiful name for a town. <laughs> but, y- 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 Ryan, hey, you're the hoser right now, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, no. That's not very nice, Canada Dave. That's probably what that pastor was saying in Mandarin, unbeknownst to you, <laughs> was that like, hey, l- 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 listen, lady, this guy's a real hoser right now, eh? <laughs> you know, That's exactly what he said. Because, yeah, there, there's hosers in China, too. None of their teams made the Stanley Cup playoffs either. <laughs> That's true. So we're all in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but Mackenzie, British Columbia. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, let's compose ourselves. Okay. All right. Spanish. Spanish? Spanish. Spanish Canada? No. Uh, I'm going to say, but that's probably right because it's so ridiculous. I'm going to say that's a Canada town. Okay, right. Spanish Ontario. Yeah, Spanish Ontario. Woo! Big up to Spanish. You know what language they speak in Spanish Ontario, Ryan? I'm going to say French and English. Uh, German? No. Canada, Dave, come on. Well, I, I made a joke, right? It was, oh. it was, it was a humorous thing because, because, right? Because mostly English is spoken in Ontario, and they're also, you're right, there would be some French from maybe the Quebecois people, and um, and the name is Spanish, so you'd think Spanish. But I went with a completely different language, right? That's the explanation of that joke right here. It's very clever. I think I've got. I think I, I think my my, my joke telling style is such. I got a future in Second City, buddy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I want to call, give Harold Harold Ramis a, no wait not Harold Ramis Rick Moranis Rick Moranis thank you you do what I was going helping for. you finish your joke off there yeah. Canada Dave okay <laughs> we're having fun yes indeed <laughs> okay buddy all right oh, okay buddy all right Vengeance Falls ooh is this Canada Town or Steven Seagal movie um I'm gonna say that is Hoser Talk. Not a candidate. That's right, buddy. Yeah. That's Holzer Talk. That's actually the the name of another like metal album uh, from uh, the band <laughs> called Trivium. Anyway, actually, they're going to be part of that Ozfest Notfest thing. I think me and Dave got to go down there ourselves, and in Metal Dave. And too. Metal Dave, yeah, yeah. We got to make. We got to. <laughs> yeah, we'll only buy one pass. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> well, it's good to good to save the loonies. <laughs> Uh, good job, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah there you go, the, the, the loony. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy currency, Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh, come on! I thought I was gonna get that. Oh, sorry. You were even reaching for it too, but you decided uh, to abort. No, no, you're right. You, you got you got your rib shot, candidate. Thank you. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, Labrador City. Oh, hello, I man. Labrador. Yeah, that's like a Canada thing. Yeah, that's Canada town. Oh, wow. I tried to trick him, folks, with something that sounded like it'd be a dog. But no, he's right. Because <laughs> it's Labrador City is in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. There you go. Man. Yeah. So it's two. Yeah. So there we go. It's, it's called Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh. I don't know why they didn't have to make it a choice, Ryan. It's called both? Yeah, it's called Newfoundland and Labrador. That's the name of like the province? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why don't they pick one? I don't know, buddy. I think, I think you know what it is, buddy? We're too polite <laughs> to offend one segment. <laughs> Versus the others. So you got the Newfoundlanders over here. They're like, hey, buddy, this is Newfoundland. But also, we like the Labradors, too, because they're cute dogs. <laughs> and the Labradorians, also, they don't want to, uh, you know. Labradorians? I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be the word. <laughs> uh, 
you know, buddy, I gotta say, I got a, a teenage cousin up there, right? And uh, he do- he likes to do drama, and uh, he was recently in the uh, his school production of uh, the Portrait of Labradorian Gray. <laughs> that, 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 that was funny, Ryan. That was good stuff there. Oh God, what's happening? Oh, everything good's happening, buddy. <laughs> so All good right. to have you on, candidate. Oh, buddy, thanks, Matt. It is nice. It's it's getting hot now because it's Miami and it's yeah. May, and um, you know, it's getting to the point where like, wow, this is too hot, too hot, too hot. But Canada is also too cold. You know, I wish there was a middle ground somewhere. I'll probably never find it. Anyway, Port Radium. Uh, radium? That's weird. No, that that's a, that sounds like another one of your freaking metal albums. I'm gonna say that's Hoser Talk. Ryan, Port Radium is in the Northwestern Territories oh. of Canada. Yeah, you know, it's not they all don't have to be on the border, buddy. Okay, there are other towns out there. Okay, and frankly, we apologize if Ryan is thinking you're not towns because you're not no. on the border of the United States. You know, the United States isn't the end all be all, right? That's I mean, it's pretty the- good and everything. And right now, I'm, I'm able to be here. Don't ask me if I'm here legally or not. We we've actually <laughs> never we've never really addressed that here on Canada Town or Hoser Talk. Uh-huh. But, uh, and also, listeners, please don't rat. <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy i got i got one more here okay for you. i got one more doozy okay i haven't kept track of the score but we'll just go ahead and say that this is ones for all the marbles well well hold on a second uh kevin Qua dave over here have you been keeping track no why would i keep track of this fool and his answers ryan did you even invite me to your wedding? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Kevin Quad Dave. It's good to see you, by the way. I guess it's never it's never a Canada Town or Hoser Talk segment until you show up, and it's good oh, to yes. see you. Oh, yes. Now you notice me, Ryan. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. Not even a hello. <laughs> not a, a bonjour. Nothing. Okay? Not even commenting on me about my new uh, whatever French accessory I'm wearing right now. I can't even think of the name. Very sorry, our French-Canadian friend, uh, Kevin Quad Dave. Yeah, well, I, that's why I've been very quiet here, just steaming, thinking of the ways you, you've insulted me. I'm going to get you back for this. Thinking, oh, oh, look, it's the kind of Davis here. Everything's going to be so positive and happy for me, Ryan. You know, no, not with me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, buddy. And I, 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 That was kind of a lot when I just asked you what the score was. Yeah, that w- was kind of elaborate. All right. So, okay, calm down. Have your poutine. I'm having the poutine already. I don't need your permission to have the poutine. I'm having the poutine because I want the poutine. <laughs> you fools. Absolute fools. All right, so we'll, we'll make this one for all the marbles. Okay, then. okay, buddy. Actually, you know, this is this has a bit of a flair to it, so I'm going to let Quebecois Dave do it here. Okay, all right, bring okay. him back. All right, you fool. <laughs> Why are you so mean to me? I'm not I'm just speaking the truth, Ryan. Aren't you a lawyer? Aren't you interested in the truth? The truth is you are a fool. Fair enough. <laughs> Genestive. <laughs> so, one more time. Genestive. <laughs> the name of my brother and his wife. I don't know what you're talking about, my friend. I mean, you're not my friend. You're a fool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying as the name of this uh, town. This man has some French leanings French or not. accent. Uh, Genestive. Um, yes, the uh, Genestive, uh, Jen and Steve, um, is Hoser Talk. That is not a Canadian town. <laughs> Ryan, you stupid idiot. another family member. You absolute moron, Okay. Uh, I cannot believe you. While technically you are correct, this has been made up, uh, you have essentially gone on record as saying Genestive, uh, Abigail, Madison, Mackenzie, they are all 
Stay on hotels, Ryan. No. How could you? How could actually wait? No, Madison, you got it right. That's anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, you are terrible, Ryan. Oh, horrible, terrible. <laughs> You know, when you said terrible the first time, I was like, I know he's going to go back and say it even more French this time. Ne pas parlez-vous français, Ryan? Um, no. Ah, <laughs> All right, man. Well, but I, well, okay, so that, that happened there, folks. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ryan, I think you got, well, I, I don't know. I've never really been interested in keeping score, buddy, because, you know, you're just so great in everything. I think you're a winner all the time. <laughs> You know, I really go into that new wave of baby boom. No, it's not even the baby boom anymore. Whatever this new generation of parents are, it's just all about good feelings and everything like that. That's how I feel about you, little buddy. Oh, thank you very much. I'm going to support you everything, even if you do for some reason, like, just dismiss family relations as hosers. <laughs> it's it's a bold choice. I wouldn't have made it. But, you know, then again, I'm also constantly hounded by wolves. Right on. Um, oh, my God, Ryan, oh. I just had a horrible thought. What if they get hounds involved? <laughs> It's one Wolves thing and the hounds. It's one thing to have a, a wild animal, right? But what if they get domesticated dogs and just <laughs> start doing their bidding from by proxy? Right. Anyway, buddy, it was really great to be here and um, I'm glad you got married and everything like that and um, I yeah, okay. I think I'm just going to go go home now cuz I have no real natural way to end this. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kenny Dave. All right, bye, bye folks out there and it was uh, really great meeting you some of you at the wedding and everything and uh Remember, whenever you're in Canada, just look up Canada Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Canada Dave. All right. Um, our thanks to Canada Dave. Our thanks, of course, to our dear friend, Mary Jennings. She's yep. the best. And um, hopefully we're going to be in the new studio next week. We'll start the moving process. Yep. I'm excited for that. Thank you all very, very much for listening and supporting the Break the Business, Business. Podcast. Go Baltimore Reagans. Go Baltimore Reagans.